The Cooped Up Podcast is brought to you guys by Anchor.fm. People are always asking me, Koopa, how do I start my own podcast? And my answer, Anchor is the best place to go. Anchor is the easiest way to start your own podcast. It's free and it includes easy to use tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only is it easy to use, but Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on sites like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more platforms. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, do you want to start a podcast about sports, music, literature? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cooped Up Podcast, the podcast that is bringing their daughter on a college visit, but merely to kill an old member of the mob, I guess. We're going to go with that this week. As always, folks, my name is Koopa, and every week I sit down with one of my friends to talk about all the happenings in pop culture and how we're keeping ourselves busy in these trying times. This week, folks, I'm joined by uh, a very good man, for lack of a better word. He's an esports commentator uh, from the greater northeastern part of the United States. Um, he's a streamer, commentator, and uh, one of my very, very good friends. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him, and you probably hate the characters he plays in Super Smash Brothers. So please welcome, a, give a very warm cooped up welcome to my good friend, Mr. Hazmat. Brother man, how are you? going on dude that's so you're so professional i love it uh i think that was a hell of an intro i don't think i deserve uh that type of an intro but i appreciate you man what's going on what's going on man i'm doing good and this is definitely not foreign to us uh whether it be talking into a <laughs> microphone or talking on, in the podcast medium together but this is mm-hmm. the first time on my new show that i've gotten to sit down with you so you are uh you're, you're making the the press rounds uh in, in these parts of the woods yeah, man, I was thinking about it today and like, you know, we had done a podcast before. And I mean, we still obviously could at any point, but we had been doing a podcast that was pretty much centered around um, Smash, which is great. That's, that's definitely a shared interest, a shared passion that we have. But I think it'll be really cool to be able to go off the beaten path a little bit for topics that you and I talk about. You know, like I think we'll have a little bit of fun here today and just kind of open it up. I am hurt that you went to Camel Edge first. I understand. <laughs> Camel Edge is uh, an A plus, a 110 out of 100 uh human being so i understand it but you know i gotta say a little hurt a little hurt listen man you gotta save your better hitters for late in the lineup you, you know my batting third my batting cleanup you're, you're batting like the seventh <laughs> at the bottom uh, of the lineup well you know that's i think that's usually where pitchers hit because sometimes you leave you know you have a pesky eighth <laughs> hitter in there sometimes who you know he's an, he's an on base you know demon alex demon rodriguez hit seventh once he, you know, so Is that in the playoffs when he batted uh, double digits, <laughs> probably, probably, yep, probably, yep, yep. <laughs> Couldn't get off the but interstate. Hey, well, if A Rod did it, well, I don't want to do it. So, <laughs> the only thing A Rod did that I want to do is get a minotaur painting of myself and and hang it uh, in my entryway for everyone to see. You've heard yeah. that rumor, right? I've actually never heard that before. No. Oh, dude, yeah, it's a rumor from. Um, uh, he had a lady visitor, and she told the press about it. She was like, "Yeah, I went to his house and." Uh, Get a giant picture of himself as a minotaur, um, or or as like a gladiator <laughs> stabbing a minotaur. I can't remember what it was. It's been a while, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely interesting. And Jennifer Lopez still wanted to marry him. That's crazy. 
you know, I don't understand what's going on there. But I don't, I don't like to think about it a whole lot. So fair enough. <laughs> I, I hear that. So as, as something I, I do around these parts is that I love to engage with my guests on what the, what the status of, of, of our working relationship is. And I don't hesitate to call you my friend. Um, and yeah. I, we, we've known each other for a while now. Um, I remember exactly the two moments were number one, the moment we first met each other. It was at a, a smash tournament, a K-Tar, yeah. I believe in New Jersey. Uh, um, where in New Jersey, what's the name of that town? In New Jersey? Uh, Somerset, Somerset. Yes. New Jersey. Somerset. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good memory. Yep. So we, uh, we met there and we had a couple of blocks together and we really hit it off. You know, our, our energies really, uh, uh synced. But I remember the yeah. defining moment of when we really became friends with each other, and it was at a another tournament, like later that uh, <laughs> I know next year. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like so. Nope, yep, <laughs> so so like most men in in our in our age bracket, <laughs> uh, our friendship was forged in the fiery furnace of a Hooters oh. in, a, in, a, in a Hooters in Atlantic City. Do you, rec- do you remember this night? Uh, yeah, I remember it very, very well. Uh, I think it was one of the, I think like it wasn't our first choice. Uh, you know, nothing against against Hooters or whatever, but I think it was actually the only thing that was open because we rolled in. So we probably rolled in around three in the morning, I think, to to that. There was another Smash tournament at um, a casino in, in Atlantic City, which was very fun actually. I had a lot of good memories of that tournament. Obviously, you and I, you know, really became good friends there. But you know, I was meeting at that Somerset tournament. Remember that too. Um, that was great. And and you know this as well as I do that when you get on the mic with someone it's either torture for two hours or it's a ton of fun. Like there's no in between of like, yes. that was all right. Like it's either the worst or the best, like, you know, so when you and I hopped on and we had instant, you know, synergy, I was thankful for those two hours. And then, you know, the years to follow from there. So yeah, we had a lot of fun, man. We've had a yeah. lot of fun at a lot of other tournaments too. So <laughs> no, we have, we've, we've definitely up, upped our food game uh, since Hooters for sure. Um, <laughs> like... yeah, there's nowhere else to go but up from there, baby. Actually their wings aren't that bad. You gotta give it to them. No, they're, they're okay. not. Their smoked wings are really good. Um, I've only had the buffalo, but fair enough. I, I I can't remember the last time I've like willingly gone to a Hooters when there's like literally any other wing restaurant I could go to. Yeah. Um, Dude, especially with COVID, because I don't even know how that like. Do they have sexy masks now? Like I don't understand. <laughs> you know, like what's the what's the deal there? Their and uniforms didn't look very. Their uniforms didn't look very breathable to begin with. So I imagine the masks aren't very breathable either. So. <laughs> I know I was laughing. My mic came unplugged though, but you are funny. Just so you know, that's, you know what? That's all my self-esteem needed to get me through the rest of today. <laughs> but uh, no, it's like you said, you know, we uh, we're obviously no strangers to podcasting together. We were part of a podcast yeah. for, you know, about, I, I was, you, you came on for like the last like year or so. Like we kind of found our groove and stuff like that, but you've, uh, we talked primarily, you know, in our, in our wheelhouse in smash and stuff like that. But again, the makings of a, a great friendship and Glenn brought us up yeah. in the episode that he was in, where that oh you know we, yeah we, we we could talk about you know the the nerdy stuff that we all like and we're gonna talk about a, a bit of that too, uh, yep. but it's also about the fact that we have so much uh, you know to talk about other than just video games you know we have very similar tastes in in yeah. film and, and TV shows and stuff like that like we're gonna talk about we're currently in the midst of watching WandaVision together as we have yeah since the show yeah started. I look forward to Friday so much now man it's so, yeah it's so fun. Yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, a rival television, and I will talk in depth about Wandavision when it's all uh, said and done. I have a I have a podcast date circled on my calendar that doesn't exist, but um, yeah. So we we are here as every week to talk about uh, all the happenings of pop culture and quarantine and stuff like that. So obviously, uh, you, um, I, I and I'd say I wouldn't say it's an an uncommon thing, but you're also a a notable esports commentator with a day job. 
so uh, yeah. t- you've you've been working you've been working from home. I'm assuming this this whole time. Yeah, uh, man, eleven right? months. Um, I was thinking about it today. We were kind of talking about the uh, last time we because I, I travel a lot for work, probably every every other week at least. Um, and so it's kind of crazy because the last flight I took was in early March. It was right when the pandemic really started and they had declared Boston, you know, a state of emergency kind of area. So uh literally I was in Minneapolis on work and uh we got the call mid you know conference uh conference room meeting that the uh, we're in a state of emergency. We all looked around we're like, can we go home? Like how does this work now? So that was the last time I flew <laughs> for work and I've been at home uh, ever since then, man, it's been pretty good. I upgraded my office like instantly uh, after moving all of my stuff, you know, permanently kind of working from home all the time. I got a new desk. It's a standing desk, which I really, really like. Uh, upgraded my monitor situation. It's just been, you know, making the best of it, dude. But 11 months is a long time to be in essentially one room for me all the time. No, yeah. Like, I, I remember that about your job specifically, like more than other people's that you're con- you were constantly on the road and stuff like that. And, uh, to think that we're, you know, it's been 11 months of this, you know, having to, as someone that's also had to like, you know, upgrade my own equipment to do, you know, commentary and stuff like that from home as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've definitely have, it's definitely been a bit of an adjustment period to like, you know, get used to like the grind, you know, working, uh, you know, and I, I, I went from working in a, in a folding metal chair, uh, last March to oh, properly no. upgrade to like, yeah, I, I, dude, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> that must have hurt. How long did you do that for? Uh, probably a couple of months. Um, dude, how? How is that even possible? <laughs> you know what, man? I had, I'm, I'm built different and built poorly. <laughs> my back hurts. Um, so, but that's where we're at now. You also upgraded your pet situation. You did get a new dog this I did. last year. He's a good boy. Yeah, I'm a fan. He is a he is a very good boy. He's a rescue. Um, so he's got some stuff to figure out like for himself, but he's doing supremely well. I must say, like better than we would have ever hoped. Like he definitely has like some sort of tendencies. So he's he's a rescue from um, what was I gonna say? Uh, from from Houston, Texas, and uh, he was uh, I was gonna say homeless, but like what's the correct term? He was uh sheltered. Is that he? No, he was rescued. <laughs> He was astray. Astray. Thank you. That's the term we're looking for. There we go. All right. You know, edit this podcast. Oh boy. No, good. Uh, yeah, he was astray on the street of Houston for about a year of his life until he got rescued. Um, so he has these like social quirks and stuff that we're really trying to help him out with. He gets scared around other dogs and stuff, and we're just trying to help him figure it out. And it's been um a lot of ups and downs. You know, like some days are really good, and then other days, you know, it kind of gets frustrating and stuff. But it's been obviously very rewarding and, and good to you know see the progress with him and teach him like tricks and stuff when he used to just be did he used to not be able to go in the backyard on garbage day because he was so scared but now he like he completely ignores garbage trucks like the sound the sound would scare him so much he'd run back oh, wow. and forth um and beg to go inside and, and like cower in the corner um so he's come a long way he's just got a few more things to work on but yeah man he's great it's it's uh it's pretty crazy we've had him for about nine months now which is wild i can't believe it that's incredible, man. And um, definitely as, as someone that's like currently in like the, the pet adoption pool right now, um, like I, I, I definitely like, you know, listen to your to your stories and, 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 and kind of, you know, uh, write those things down for myself for whatever I inevitably, uh, you know, adopt a dog. It's just a, so, uh, 
you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But we are not. How is that going for you? It's we going. We an update on that in a minute. Yeah, okay. no, it's it's going. Um, I have, uh, it, it's really, like, it's it's really incredible, like, the the lengths that places will go to, like, not, like, qualify you to adopt. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's one of those things where, like, I felt like if I, like, applied to, like, if I, like, applied to Survivor, they wouldn't accept me because my yard isn't fully fenced in. Okay. Like, it's like, because, like, most yeah. places, like, yeah, like, most places, like, won't adopt you if your yard's not fenced in. Uh, my situation's a little bit, like, complicated because I babysit my nephews. So there's kids yeah. in the house at least, like, twice a week. So, like, I have to, like, bring that up in, uh, in most of the applications I fill out. But, you know, we have some progress. There's a, uh, They're working on it, yeah. Yeah, I have, I have an application accepted in, uh, at a local shelter in the town over for me. It's just a matter of, okay. like, you know, waiting for the right dog to come in. Um, Fingers crossed. I I have I've, uh, yeah, I've you know knocked I'm, on some doors. So, thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, hope you know. And then uh, our dog and then uh, my dog and your dog will have to engage in in, in fierce <laughs> combat. Um, oh, you know, whoa, to, defend, okay. to defend our honor. Uh, after I was hoping kidnapped. they'd be friends, but all right, either way. That too. They're gonna they're gonna be their own commentary duo. Oh yeah, get them uh, little ties and microphones and stuff. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be right, this, we, is, we, this is cute. Right. This is cute. Too, this might actually have to happen. <laughs> That, that, we're, we're those dog people. We're the esports this is dog good. people. This is good. <laughs> get our get our dogs little like TSM jerseys or whatever. Like good. Uh, this is good content. Yeah, I think I think people would honestly subscribe to that. I'm here for it. Let, let, let us know down below if you guys want to see mine and and, and has his dog <laughs> in in full esports getup. Um, I guess I should have described him. He's um. We got his DNA test back. We did that. Um. Oh okay. Uh. So he's he's mostly. Uh, terrier with chihuahua uh, mix in him is like the primary ones like without getting too many so that's what he looks like he's a little brown and black dog very cute no he's, he's a big beard he's a if big you guys beard. follow has on twitter he's constantly posting pictures of his dog so i am yeah that's true man my twitter feed has changed a lot since the uh, quarantine started yeah constantly changing and evolving um <laughs> as, as as one must do but speaking of true. you know being in quarantine obviously the crux of this podcast is that you know a lot of us are stuck inside not leaving mm-hmm. the house, not, you know, not traveling. Hopefully you're not doing any of those things. Um, right. And unless you absolutely have to. Caveat. Unless you're, unless you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, then it's okay. Uh, oh, brother. That's sarcasm. <laughs> That's sarcasm. Got, uh, oh, Florida. What are we going to do without you? But, yep. um, sure. so obviously, so, um, what I love to talk about with my friends every week is that, uh, you know, we, we talk about games we've been playing, you know, shows we've been watching, mm. you know, what type of media we've been consuming because, I don't know about you, um, Taz. We're uh, since you're constantly on the road a lot, like you might uh, feel the same way I do. I, I, in a normal like year, I am so busy. I don't have like a lot of time to just like sit down and yeah. like tune into something and like relax. Like, um, like it, it'll be hard for me to like you know keep up with like the trends. And what's mm-hmm. made e- that even harder, like subsequently, is that you know there's all these great shows that are now like available in the streaming era. Like all of these shows that I had never seen before because I was an ignorant kid in high school or college, yeah. and I just like didn't care about anything that wasn't like specifically in my like d- general wheelhouse. So like, right. not only would I only like watch like you know I'd have a hard time keeping up with the new stuff, but I'd never be able to experience like a lot of these older things. So I don't know if you mm-hmm. like have uh you know felt that, that you've found yourself watching and like you know consuming more media than you would normally in a in a given year. Yeah, for sure. Of course, man. Like just saying, saying back, I think like the, the old stuff is cool, but like the new stuff has been a lot of fun. I love watching at the beginning. I was watching a lot of sports documentaries, a lot of, uh, 
a lot of uh, 30 for 30s and stuff like that. So I, I had a lot of fun doing that in the beginning of quarantine. Uh, and then the Jordan documentary came out and that was incredible. But I am watching through a lot of my favorites and classics. And you kind of hinted at this earlier, uh, which is a lot of fun. But uh, watching through The Sopranos again. Um, a lot of HBO classics, actually. I just finished watching through Entourage again, too. And I was going to actually say, have you watched that show before? No, so it's funny. Um, that was actually a show I've been I've been planning on watching for a while. I just have to be in the mood for it. It's the Entourage. I'm convinced to, it might still be my brother's favorite TV show of all time. Like my brother yep, yep. swears by it. Um, my uh, my girlfriend's brother is currently watching it, and he really likes it. My parents have watched it too, and they love it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and the HBO library specifically, because now that that uh, yep. Roku has unlocked HBO Max for the masses i've been like going through and and watching a lot of that too so like i've been watching you know the fresh prince before i go to bed Dude, yes like, me too actually it's funny yeah. we didn't talk about that but yes absolutely yeah it's it's a great bedtime show i've been watching that and like episodes of Eddie and Eddie. um i've been watching I've, like my dad's been watching the wire which is like another like popular like hbo show and he's like motoring through it because he's got nothing else to do because he's retired and home all day um but yeah, like you, yeah, but like you mentioned, um, The Sopranos is a show that has crossed both of our radars to the point where it's <laughs> sickening, and we send each other memes of it back and forth all day. Sure, we just send each other pictures of game, James Gandolfini like <laughs> once or twice a week, you know, like just just random pictures. The one where he's flipping people up is very funny. But it's a it's a great picture. But um, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's something I, I definitely wanted to talk to you specifically about because okay. you're, um, because so my thing with the sopranos this is the first thing i watched when i like when the world shut down i got laid off from my job in march um or at the end of march so it's like april 1st april 2nd and Mm -hmm. i remember around that time um hbo and their mobile apps announced that uh they're releasing like three like uh i think it's like 500 hours of content for free um Mm -hmm. on on their app and stuff like that so you so you don't have to have an hbo account to watch any of their shows there's a bunch of there's obviously like a bunch of their movies were included in that as well and you can watch shows mm-hmm. like uh like veep uh barry which are like popular shows that i haven't watched yet but i've heard really good things about uh mm-hmm. the wire was another one of those shows um true detective was a show you could watch without having oh to sign dude up have you account. seen season one of true detective i have it's amazing so good. Funny it's too bad I, what happened after that. Yeah, like everybody I've talked to said just like stop watching after season one. Pretty much, yeah. It, it, that that checks out. But the show that I wanted to watch uh, first and foremost was The Sopranos. Um, it yep. was a show that was very popular in my household when I was growing up. My my <laughs> my my mom, my dad, my brother, all loved it. And you know, anyone that's grown up in New Jersey, especially in like my area yeah. of New Jersey, like the northern part of New Jersey by New York City, um. This show is like meant for like the people that lived up here because they filmed so much of these locales, like not just in this area, but like literally in places that I could drive to as a kid growing up. Yeah, right. Which is insane. And subs and the, this show has like followed me around, like as quarantine has gone longer because, uh, my girlfriend was watching The Sopranos again. Her friends were watching mm-hmm. The Sopranos. Her brother started watching The Sopranos. A bunch of my friends started watching The Sopranos. So subsequently, I feel like I watched The Sopranos like eight times in quarantine because you someone know, that someone that I keep in my very small circle just happens to be watching it. And so like th- this show is like just constantly in my brain and it's it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, for me, it wasn't. I mean, Sopranos is great, obviously, and I love it, and it's, it's the best. And the thing with the Sopranos is that it held up so well over time, too, which is crazy. Like, it, it holds up very, very well for a show that you think might be kind of dated, you know, at some point. But it holds up great. I love watching that show. I need to do it again soon. But a lot of um, Italian-American uh, television has been on my radar. We rewatched all of the Jersey Shore at one point. Like, uh, we reached that point of quarantine where it's like – Tiger King was out. I don't know. Maybe we were feeling weird from that, but you know, <laughs> jammed out to literally every season of the Jersey Shore. Had fun with that. And then, oh, what's the other one? Uh, oh, I watched Goodfellas. Is on Netflix. One of my favorite movies. Love that movie. I saw it was on. It was recommended to me. Amazing recommendation. Great movie. Uh, one of my favorites. Amazing. Of all time. Yeah, man. It's just you know digesting all this Italian American culture. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I know you're you're a cake boss aficionado as well. Cake so. boss as well. Holy shit, you're right. That was so early on. <laughs> that was yeah. That was like that, that. That was like even like like pre-COVID. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can't blame that one on COVID. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, like right. <laughs> like a, like you were All definitely right, asking me to like, hey, can we go to the cake boss place like before uh, we yep. have to commentate something? And I'm just oh, like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I wanted to go when we were in New Jersey. You know what it was? Is we switched over to the cake boss um, cooking competition show, the baking competition, where he would when people lost, they put them in the box truck. He'd go get in the box truck and he'd stuff them in the box truck, and they drive away, and you'd never see him again. <laughs> That's how it ended. That's how that contest ended for some people. Oh, for many brother. people. <laughs> cable cable television is wild, man. But um, oh yeah. So t- going back to the Sopranos, um, this show obviously like critically acclaimed. Uh, it, it won Grammy after Grammy uh, after airing yeah. in I believe 1999 is the first year it aired. Aired all the way through 2007. Okay. Um, so I'm curious what your history with the show was. Like, do you remember like mm. where? you were when you first started watching this or was it just something that just kind of like happened to come on and stuff well, it's, like that? it's funny because similar to you i think i was a little young when it was really you know starting up and i remember my parents watching it and it, it was pretty rare for my parents to both really enjoy a show together you know what i mean like they just kind of had different tastes in that way but they both loved that show and like they'd get mad at each other if they watched it without each other you know like that was the first time i remember that being a thing but it was like a big deal and i remember we had to like go upstairs or whatever when it was on um weren't allowed to watch it we were too young or whatever but so i remember it always being this thing that both my parents liked it it must be pretty damn good you know like there's not a whole lot in the realm of television that that you know held true for so i was pretty excited to eventually watch it someday and i really got into it when uh, i watched it in college and i actually had a professor who who really liked uh, the sopranos and incorporated it in his uh his film courses so yeah i mean uh there's a lot to study and learn about you know mental health and and how it's portrayed and how it's seen by especially uh, men in this country. So it was kind of at its time in that way, man. It was very cool. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, just in case you you uh, happen to, to reside under a rock and you don't know what The Sopranos is, uh, again, is a, a drama series uh, created by David Chase uh, that aired mm-hmm. on HBO from 1999 to 2007. Uh, the show is decorated in awards. It's won 21 uh, Emmy Awards, five Golden Globes. Uh, and it features a pretty like uh, bolstery cast when you look at it. Obviously, uh, yeah. the first thing that pops out to me, besides James Gandolfini, like retroactively, is Lorraine Bracco. Because uh, okay. we were just talking about Goodfellas. Um, I it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, and it's so funny because she went from um, the girlfriend in Goodfellas to you know Dr. Melfi in uh, Sopranos. So it's like kind of the other side of the coin, you know what I mean? But still entangled in this world by accident. I was thinking about that actually as I was watching Goodfellas. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man. And James Gandolfini, uh, 
the first time I like he he caught on my radar besides the uh. was True Romance. Uh great movie from the from the early 90s. Um you know, great watch. And obviously some other uh people you might recognize through here uh Michael and Perinoli. Um Yep. You know, he was uh, he was what was he in that was like uh I think it's the Sopranos is like his breakout thing. I think he was he was also in yeah. Goodfellas for like a few scenes as well. I think a lot of them that's Christopher, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Goodfellas. He was Spider. That's Remember right. That? Yeah, that's what it was. He gets shot in the foot by by Joe Pesci, um, which is very cool. Like yeah. if his acting career ended there, it still would have been pretty cool. Like I, I'm a guy that got shot in my you know foot by Joe Pesci, but yep. yeah, and a uh, lot of them. And you're also, right. Like uh, Edie Falco was the last one I was going to mention. Yeah, uh, and she's got and she still looks the same now as she did yeah. like 20 years ago, which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, I think you're right. Where most people kind of got their start in Sopranos, where they might have had smaller or like lesser known roles. <laughs> roles especially in like um like we said related italian american cinema like we kind of pulled from goodfellas and some of those other uh popular pieces so yeah it was cool to see um jamie lynn siegler too uh breakout role in that yes um i actually found out recently she has a she's in a show on adult swim i think um really yeah she's like she plays like the girlfriend of somebody else and like in a I don't want to say it's Tim and Eric. I want to say it's like some other like sh- like sketch <laughs> comedy show. Yeah, it's not that. It's like I'm pretty surprised she, by this. Yeah, I know she's on a show on Adult Swim. Uh, I don't recall off the top of my head. I'd have, I'd have to Google that. But um, uh, no, no, this is awesome. Uh, like you said, like the the cast is 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 uh is is flooded. Stellar. With, it's stellar. It, it's and I think that's also what makes like the show so good because I think one of the big. <laughs> Like themes of Sopranos is you know is is family, um, mm, and stuff like that. You sure. know, uh, whether it be like your your blood family or like the, the family of the mob <laughs> that that you my family. Oh, yeah, the family. The family. Um, but yeah, my first time watching a show, um, it was it was phenomenal. Like it's one of those things where I would just watch, uh, and I said this in like an earlier episode of the podcast, but like I can always judge by how good a show is, by how badly it ruins my sleep schedule. And the Sopranos <laughs> definitely like so set true. me up. Yeah, it, the Sopranos set me off the deep end like really hard. Like the episodes are, it's just so enticing. And like once the plot really gets going, you know, you're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, Tony Soprano to this this mobster going to therapy, and and you know something that even at, and even in like the 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 late '90s, early 2000s, like stuff like that. You know, you know, men going to therapy and stuff like that, and it they make jokes about it, of course and stuff it's, oh, he's it's like ashamed of it it's like yeah. a it's like a big thing where he thinks that he literally thinks they'll kill him if he knows because well first off it's confidential you know obviously disclosing things to a therapist if you're in the mafia is bad but at the same time he also you know was worried about how it would make people view him yeah it's like no, a big thing in, in the earlier seasons for sure no it, it's absolutely uh incredible and like you know you're you're seeing the uh you're seeing, you know, obviously like the mind of Tony Sopranos and I can, and I can tell you exactly when like the show, like I like really got hooked on it and I brought it up in the open mm. where it's the, it's the episode where he brings Meadow to college and yeah. he's, he's bringing Meadow on the college visit. The episode I believe is just strictly called college and uh, Tony, while he's, he's, uh, you know, visiting this uh, college in upstate New York with his daughter, um, he runs into someone who was like, I believe he was a rat in the in the in the mob yeah. or something like that yeah correct so he has to walk this delicate line of like being there for his daughter you know uh while also keeping uh his his organized crime you know yeah. ties uh you know 
A, under wraps from his daughter, and B, you know, trying to take care of this guy. And I think it's one of the few times where, like, I, I, I like think how you said take care of this guy like they would, you know, let's take care of this yeah, guy. Take you know? care of this guy. You know? <laughs> but, like, what um, does that mean? Yeah. But, you uh, killing him or you getting him gabagool? Like, which one is it? <laughs> I'll never Usually forget. Uh, this happened recently, but one of my friends is watching The Sopranos, and um, he said in our group chat, in, like the middle of the day, he's like, "Guys, Capicola is just Capicola." Yeah, <laughs> it's just like... Capicola. Capicola. It's great. Capicola. It's, it's my favorite That's lunch meat. Is that Riz? No, no, no. It's, it's not Riz. Damn it. Good it's guess, my... though, right? <laughs> it's Riz. a great guess. I, I don't. Could have been Riz. I'm gonna definitely bully him into watching The Sopranos so we can talk about it now. I'm surprised he hasn't. This is your, guy. Your, if he Sorry, has, I forget. But this is your call out, Riz. Watch it. Riz. That's my <laughs> but, um, right there. Yeah, yeah, so like that episode was fantastic. And like uh I it, it was I, I read some stuff like after the fact where people were like, you know, it was very like uncommon for like the main character of a TV show to just like kill someone like that. <laughs> like on yeah. TV. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you bring up that one episode and I think it ties back into the main theme. Like you talked about the family and like in that episode, you can see like kind of the split for the two different types that he has to really care for. And I think that's one of the best episodes at demonstrating that. So, yeah, no, uh, yeah, sure. I think it was a good call out by you, man. Yeah, it, it's it's and it's just one of those things where like this show that was, you know, written like over a decade ago, like concluded over a decade ago, yeah. is still able to yeah. like maintain like its hold in like pop culture and stuff like that, like. Yeah. Uh, Liv- Livia Soprano is was like voted by TV God as like the third best like villain in television. Dude, she's amazing. That I mean, you know the story behind that too, right? Like how it was supposed to go with her. Yes, I do. I was actually okay. going to mention okay. that. Do you? You can talk about that if you want. Yeah. So essentially, like the mom who's kind of the villain of the first season. It, well, it's weird because Tony's like an anti-hero, like an anti-villain. Like yeah. you don't. He's like evil, but you kind of like him anyway, and like kind of root for him i guess say a lot of that was built up i think well in the pilot like they kind of make light of the fact that he's a mobster and like do the writing's just brilliant and that's what you were saying kyle where like it all kind of comes down to the way that how do i put this I don't really know. I kind of lost my train of thought that you're going to need to, you need to edit this one. <laughs> no. So me. it's, but it's like, it's like the, the relationship between like Tony and his mother is like a hot point of contention, like in, yeah. the, in the beginning, in the first couple seasons. And like, it's, it's, it's like pretty like common stuff, like at the beginning where it's like, Oh, you yeah. know, like my son's putting Wait, me in a family retirement. party. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, and, but like, as the show like develops and the plot develops, like you learn through Tony's uh, uncle, um, uh, Corrado Soprano, Uncle Junior June. Soprano, Uncle June, great character by the way. Love Uncle. Oh June. yeah, he's great. Um, and you learn through there that like you know, uh, Tony's mother like resents him for a lot of things oh, yeah. he's done. So like the show is setting up to where, you know, and spoiler. By the way, I should have brought this up at the top. So we're gonna be talking <laughs> spoilers about the Sopranos for a bit. So if you guys, well, you know what's fair too is this is season one stuff, so it's not like you know. Yeah, these plot these plot points are like what ifs if because the actress that plays Olivia Soprano dies. Uh, yeah, after the which is I season. guess kind of a spoiler, but yeah. yeah. So she dies, and what the plot what eventually happens is that uh, she organizes a hit on her son, pr- pretty yes. much, and the hit goes awry. I believe. Uh, I I wish I went back. Yeah, remember Tony? He saves himself in that really. It's it's a clincher for sure when he's yeah. he's getting out of his car and he sees a guy approaching in his mirror. Yeah, so like she Great organizes the yeah, team. she organizes the hit gone wrong. Um and what was supposed to happen is that um 
in the in the, the plot of the next season was supposed to be that Tony is uh, his his mother goes on trial, and yeah. Tony has to go against his mother in court to talk about like, t- what she happened. testifies against him. Yeah, She's she like the star witness. Him. Yeah, what a plot that would have been. It would have changed yeah. the whole series, man. It totally would have. And like the the series obviously goes a different direction, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it focuses on more of of Tony's uh, you know the the conflict with with the uh, you know with the family uh, across the you know, across the bay in New York City and stuff like that. You these days aren't using these other mob families, uh, plus, you know, all the other characters in the ensemble, you know, they all start going through their own stuff and stuff like that. The show is just very it's very tragic. And you know, we won't spoil all the plot points. Yeah. But uh I the one and I think what, what holds up so great about the show is that number one, like the star power is there and even in later seasons, like yeah. when you know Steve Buscemi, spoiler alert, shows up for a season of the show. <laughs> and, and he's awesome. Like see, put Steve he's Buscemi great, yeah. in anything and I'll watch it. Like I love that guy. Um mm-hmm. but the but the, the show is uh the show is great and like the, the the overarching plots are are very interesting. You know, you're watching this this man try to juggle like a you know his family life and keep things separate, but also trying to juggle being you know the man in charge of of, of an organized crime family and like mm-hmm. just just watching that balance is great. And obviously, like the, the the ending of The Sopranos is what's like most famous about this show. You know, people yeah. still talk about it to this day. Um, so without spoiling it, obviously, I won't spoil that because if you haven't, no. if you legitimately haven't seen the show, and the fact that you've been able to avoid that spoiler because that's at the end of every like Watch Mojo like best ending in tv history type beat like it's definitely a case of where people talk best i (sighs) i think it's widely considered the worst is the problem with it Ah, you know is it yes because i've heard both arguments about being like i remember people being pissed when that first happened that's yo. You know what? You're right. I'm not thinking retroactively, but um, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that, I think it's gained some appreciation recently. But yeah, yeah, especially because shows ha- since then have like had worse endings. Um, yeah, I know Game of Thrones comes to, to mind <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm kind but. of thinking the opposite, where so many shows end. Like I think the so Sopranos is considered one of like the all time greatest shows of all time. Like still to this day, I think The Wire falls in that category too, and then Breaking Bad is, is like the common three that most people bring up. I think of those three, Breaking Bad really nailed the pacing and the ending better than the other two, honestly. Because Sopranos, I love it. It's still a ten out of ten show to me. But there's still don't some spoil Breaking though. Bad for me, by the way. I still haven't finished it. Yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I just think the ending was very well received and the pacing of it was very well received. It sure. didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't try to make stretch into a season nine, 10 type of deal. It ends around season somewhere in the middle. I won't, I won't, you know, not, not an extremely high number is my point, but it, right. but it was lo- around long enough to be satisfying, to build a complete story and to finalize it. It was again, just a beautifully written piece. Um, much in the vein of uh, the Sopranos as well, but I think it just had that ending that the Sopranos needed. Yeah, I think in the era of the internet, people have definitely like, and especially yeah. with like subsequent interviews from like David Chase and other members of the cast and stuff like that, you know, the it, the age of the internet has definitely like ran with the ending of The Sopranos to like kind of make more sense of it, which I personally enjoy. Like, I yeah. love a good deep dive on like the lore mm-hmm. of a show after it's finished. Um, I, I I think I think this is what you're saying too. Is it was kind of ahead of its time, honestly. Yeah, like it no. was just like people couldn't appreciate it or it wasn't what people really wanted. You know what I mean? I think that was the problem is that the show delivered on so many levels that eventually it was bound to fail in some way. Um, and I think it was just with the ending. I, I don't think it – I'm fine with the ending after like thinking about it and rewatching it and doing all that shit. 
but it definitely like imagine like you watch all those seasons and you're super hyped to see the ending and that's kind of what you get i think it left yep. people kind of with a sour taste in their mouths yeah but, especially especially in an era back then in like 2007 yeah. where like dvr is just like just on its way in and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like they still haven't even mastered like that technology yet and you know uh, on demand wasn't really like it was still kind of yeah. a newer thing in like the late 2000s and stuff like that so like you know most people just they, they watch that and then they don't get to watch these shows again until it shows up on these streaming services you know 10 15 years later or whatever however many years it's been so yeah i definitely think it's in, true like, it was a different time for sure and i think like if breaking bad had come out around that point i think it, that people would have had kind of similar problems um just with breaking bad in general like being able to talk about it and break things down and like the whole culture behind watching tv together has changed a lot like a no. lot a lot yeah it's very no. cool 100 like this is definitely like one of the last few shows uh, or like not the last few shows but like definitely in the height of like the water cooler era like tv shows yeah stuff like that you talk about you know you go to work the next day <laughs> and you talk cool. about it i think game of thrones is like the last show like that really <sighs> brought that out to you but like i think it stumbled at the finish line to say the least oh yes yeah, from what i've been told uh i'll i'll, I'll cross that bridge uh, eventually because i still haven't watched game of thrones I'll, I'll tell you just read the books man just read the books are incredible he's never gonna finish writing them but the books are amazing <laughs> i i can't recommend the books enough honestly i'll keep that they're in mind. so good but, they're um, so good dude they're a long read but they're incredible okay that's good to know but so yeah listen if you're uh and also like the, the sopranos like celebrated after the fact to james gandolfini's like unfortunate passing back in uh yeah. 2013 and he was he's a phenomenal actor man like this the show yeah like one like i said the show was is decorated in like tv awards and stuff like that and a lot of it is is on the the shoulders of james gandolfini he yeah he he, as tony soprano is is phenomenal like oh beyond yeah if i'm I'm draft if i'm drafting a team of best tv dads (laughs) i have to draft tony soprano best tv dads in what way just like the casting and stuff you know what was on there is uncle phil 100 percent like it might like my Pretty team easily. yeah like uncle phil the dad from malcolm in the middle who just loves to have sex with his wife like um who's also uh breaking bad that's true <laughs> yes he is brian cranston um, yes sir um oh god who is um there's there's so many i, I could i could be here for days but definitely like yeah. those, but those three are definitely like those on. three yeah that's a, that's a really solid foundation we just laid right there for it's sure a solid list but listen <laughs> if, if, listen if you're do you, do you have a favorite episode of sopranos like what's what's an episode that stands out uh, to you to you do know really the like? one i love is the one where paulie and chris get stuck in the woods in the winter i oh, love I was, that yes. episode i love it's always my go-to answer um i think that episode is is phenomenal and the one where um tony has a hit out on him is also incredible and i think the pilot is as well there's so many good episodes oh and when there's one time when tony and carmella fight and it's like oh like it was like hard to watch it's like how really got with each other it was like ah, there's a lot to enjoy and like about that show Um, yeah all those episodes all all those episodes are great um there's an episode with uh Oh my god, what's the uh there's an episode where Sir Ben Kingsley that I really like where Christopher is trying to like pitch his movie idea. Oh, Cleaver, yep. Yeah, Cleaver. Cleaver. <laughs> which, is, which is a great little like subplot of like Christopher it, being in the mob it, wanting to like um yeah. wanted to be a director, which is which it's is so uh, stupid. Is it's funny. so incredibly dumb. Um But it fits the character, it's it's written well. No, it does. It's a plot and, line that would be easy to like be too silly and fail, but they make it work, so yeah, um, I love the the adventures of of, of Vito uh, hiding out in New Hampshire, uh, mostly because oh, after, yeah. so after the fact, um, 
without spoiling anything, this one character has to go away for a while. So he's Wait, hiding. Who was. Yeah. So uh, his, his his name's Vito. He's a, he's a mobster, but he has to he has to go away for a bit. I won't explain. Yeah. I won't describe why. He just has to. Um, mm -hmm. but he ends up in a a a like little like nowhere town in New Hampshire. And he's there for like a few episodes. It's a big plot point, in like the later seasons, um, like one yeah. of the big subplot points. And I love those episodes because I found out after the fact they filmed those in the town where I went to high school. Oh wow! They filmed that in Booton, New Jersey. In New like, Jersey, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like made, right over. They made New Hampshire, New Jersey. All right. Yeah, because <laughs> like one of the scenes, Fair like enough. I didn't realize it until like the second time I watched it. But like, um, I'm watching it and they show like the main street of this town. And my friend pauses it, and he's like, "It's a main street in in Booton, which is the town over for me." I'm just like, "Oh my fucking god, it is!" <laughs> like, uh, it's that's like pretty blown. crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. And there's 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 crap like that like littered all over the show, which is why I love it. Like, there's um, I think Christopher like throws up in a in the Toys R Us parking lot where like I like yeah. grew, like where I like, grew up by like I like I'm like oh like I've been to that Toys R Us like I've gotten drunk at that Applebee's as an adult like it's it's a uh, it's it's a it's a it's a really it's a fun like little Easter egg hunt for someone that like lives in this area <clears throat> of New Jersey that I really like. But um, right, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, yeah, in general, The Sopranos, like you said, is gonna have a ton of a ton of little Easter eggs for you and where you grew up. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I uh, I love it. Um, shout outs to uh, <laughs> shout outs to the strip club. Oh, what's I, why is it escaping my name right now? Bada Bing, Bada Bing, the Bing, the Bing. It's it, dude. The set pieces are great. I think that strip club is still there on that like stretch of highway. Really? It um, should yeah. be. It should be a national uh what's it called? Like a national monument. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> like it should be basically considered like the steps that Rocky runs up, you know? Like it's <laughs> it's about the same level, in my opinion. Oh my gosh. I I need that, but no, this this this, <laughs> this show is, is littered with great characters, great episodes. There's so many people we, we didn't talk about, but uh oh, yeah. if you're interested in watching, uh it gets the cooped up seal of approval. Uh you can Easily. watch on you can watch it on any of the HBO uh affiliated streaming apps whether it be hbo proper hbo go or hbo max yep um max prefer i love the max library it's it's fantastic. me too man i was just looking at i was looking at it right before we hopped on this call actually so yeah but um another thing that i wanted to talk to you about is that okay. i know that you something that uh <clears throat> you just uh picked up uh you you just uh picked up a game boy micro correct Oh yeah, I did, man. Um, well, I had an old one, and honestly, I'm gonna—I was gonna sell it. Like, I was in the process of moving around this time last year, and I found a bunch of old video game stuff. And that was right when Gon started um, doing stuff on YouTube and like collecting games and like posting about the games he was collecting and stuff. And I was like, hey, man, I just found this, this box of shit. If you want it, I'm moving. I'll, I'll give it to you at the next tournament, we'll both, uh, or I'll sell it to you. You know, he—he he was like, that's what he said. He's like, yeah, definitely yeah. sell it to me. I don't want to take it for free. Like, that's not cool. All right, like just price it fairly and. Just let me know, you know, what, what you'll pay me for it. So we, we did that whole thing. And then COVID hit, and I never got to get him the box because we never went to another tournament together. Um, so I was in my room the other day, and I saw um, – I had to go under – the box is just sitting under my bed doing nothing now. It has, like, an N64, an old Xbox, like, all the shit in it. And I had to go under my bed for something, and I pulled that box out. I was just, like, looking through it, you know, as you do with, with boxes that you've been seeing in a while. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this box is pretty cool. I was going to sell – you know, give all this stuff to Gons. And then uh, I realized there was a Game Boy Micro in it. I'm like, ah, I kind of want to play, you know, some Game Boy Advance games. And uh, I wonder if this thing still works. So the first thing I did was order a charger for it because it was dead. I was like, eh, who even knows if it turns on or whatever. Um, got the charger in and it worked great. Like it worked perfectly. Um, opened it up, cleaned it out, you know, got it looking brand new. It, it plays like it's brand new. So I ordered um, 
Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which I had never played before in my life, even though I'm a oh, huge wow. uh, regular Final Fantasy Tactics fan. It's like one of my all-time favorite games. So I was like, I think it's time to play the sequel. Um, and the Micro is a great system, man. Like it, it's it's small, obviously, but it's it's nice. Like it, it feels it feels great. So um, what was I gonna say? The other thing, it's like I kind of want to get an SP now too. Um, I, I <laughs> truly consider those they're portable Super Nintendos. Like I, I truly consider them some of the best. Uh, systems of, of all time i really do like they're in that conversation with ps2 and, and snes they really are in no, my opinion I, uh, just li library alone and, and power alone and they added a a backlight which gaming systems didn't really have at that point except for the uh the game genie which uh had or the game gear there you go the second game gear which took 18 batteries to run and died oh, in four man. seconds anyway remember that thing <laughs> You must. You're I, a Sonic fan. You I, must I do. That. I do. I never owned a Game Gear. Uh, I think I saw. They're I expensive. Picked, oh, dude, they're insanely expensive. Like, yeah. I, I, I held one at a convention one time just to like say that I did. But yeah. my God, those things were, were monsters. But I echo a lot of your points yeah. on the on the Nintendo handhelds. You know, obviously growing up as a Nintendo kid, uh, my first handheld system ever was the Game Boy Advance SP, and nice, I dude. took that thing everywhere with me that was one of the best christmases of my life dude i yep. that game it came out my parents got me like a third party like carrying case uh they got me the, the you know they got me the the light that mm -hmm. attaches to the back so i can play with it they got me the car chargers mm -hmm. um and i got all my favorite games with it you know i got mario and luigi superstar saga uh phenomenal game um Oh, that's a good one too. I might have to get that one. Um, I don't think I played through the original. I played through some of the later ones. So that's what I'm trying to do is like get my library up and running and play through these games that I really wanted to and just never did. Yeah, no, for that's that's what uh, I'm definitely trying to do as well. But you know, the library for those games were fantastic. Uh, I beat that thing into the ground. I, I loved it to death. And uh, every Nintendo handheld I've ever had, I just have so many memories of me just like. <laughs> dropping it from dropping it off the off the counter, you know, getting my oh yeah little hands on it. Like one of my favorite systems is the DS Lite, but my God, that thing was a fingerprint magnet. It was disgusting. Uh -huh. Oh, that's kind of how the micro is too. Honestly, it's very easy to to show like how dirty it is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's, it's like weird. I don't understand why they went with these like glossy like this glossy finishes on these handhelds because like they just look like nasty. It's one of the reasons why I. uh I waited to get a 3DS until the XLs came out because I mm -hmm. couldn't stand the glossy finishes of the of the traditional 3DS, mm -hmm. like like matte finish on on handhelds like all the way, dude. Um, but yeah, yeah. like I, I want to figure that out, dude. But they look so nice when they're not scuffed up a little. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. They look so nice. Um, but yeah, like I just definitely just wanted to to ask you, like, are there any other like uh, like if if if, if you're on a, a long road trip. On the summer with your parents, you can only bring three wow, games with wow. you. What three games are you bringing with you on this road trip? For the Game Boy? Yeah. Okay, for like the Game Boy Advance library. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, definitely a Pokemon game. Like, there's zero percent chance I'm gonna say a Pokemon game, especially three <laughs> games. You know, if you gave me two, maybe like Leaf Green. There you go. Like that'd probably be the first one I bring for the Advance. Um, let me look here. This Final Fantasy Tactics game, I really like. Oh, man, Minish Cap is so good, too. Castlevania Aria of Sorrow is so good. Um, yeah, the library I'm is insane at, when you think about it, man. It's like, so good, dude. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I would bring a WarioWare game, probably regular WarioWare. And Final Fantasy VI is my all-time favorite Final Fantasy, so I'd probably bring that. Oh, I forgot Instead that was on tactics. the Advance. Wow. Yeah, they came out with like a secret dungeon and stuff like that, you know. 
so it's really good. I thought um I thought long and hard about this question over the last couple of days. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, I want to hear yours, dude. So um the first Game Boy Advance game I ever played was Pokemon Emerald. Um, okay. That was one of my. Great. That's one of the games I got when I got my SP. Um, it's one of my favorites. It's a game I go back to and and play. You know, every now and then, just for nostalgia's sake. Uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite games. So that's one. Great. Two. Uh, this it was it was tough, but I uh, I love the Super Mario Advance games. <laughs> um, uh, dude, I that's what I was kind of scrolling through and seeing here too, like the the Mega Man Zero games too as well. Yeah. No, like th- those games Dude. were f- were fantastic. Um, as much as I like have like nostalgic memories of like, um, you know, uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and some other stuff, but like the Super Mario Advance Two, I think is the one where yeah, that's uh, whichever one was Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers Two. Uh, okay, I think, I think that's Advance Three or Four. I don't remember. They 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 numbered them weird to my knowledge. They did. Um, well, well, that and like um. Dude, neither of us has done any Fire Emblem games. We haven't said any. Uh, yeah, I would say I would say WarioWare. WarioWare, uh, Pokemon, and, and FF6 is definitely mine. But the other one that we're not saying is uh, I just had it. Oh, Tactics Ogre. I have to get Tactics Ogre, which is supposed to be like the real successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> um, I'm just adding games to this list, man. Uh, what was the other one? I did. There's there's one more that I haven't said yet. Go ahead. Yeah, I I personally love this. I put so many man hours into this franchise. Oh boy, it's Sonic. It's actually not. Believe it or not. So this is going to be the black mark. Is this going to be the black mark on my on my fan card? Uh, I didn't Uh, play a lot of the Sonic Advance games growing up. I didn't play them until I was an adult. Um, They were probably good. They were great. The Sonic Advance games are held in in high regard, and the ones that I played, I like. Sonic Advance One and Two are are phenomenal. Um, They just weren't games that I played a lot in my childhood. Um, What's up with them? There's nothing. There's no shame in being a 2D game company. Just keep making 2D Sonics. They're amazing. I agree. They're great. Hopefully they get Make it right. Make that your his... main game. Hopefully his 30th birthday doesn't suck. That's all I'm asking for. This oh, year. it's going to. Oh, it's going <laughs> to. It's going to be trash. I don't know what else you would expect here, man. Like, uh, what are you expecting? What can they much. do like to, to satisfy you here? That's, that's like I can't I'm even say about. Sonic Adventure 3 because they'll find some way to fuck it up. Like, oh, easily. <laughs> like, uh, give me a, uh, let me see. Give me a, an HD port of Sonic Colors and I'll be satisfied. That'll be fine. HD what? An HD port of Sonic Colors. I love that oh, game. Oh, you said port. Yeah, port. Hmm. That game rocks. Oh. Sonic Colors is awesome. Okay. Never um, played it. So yeah. the last Game Boy Advance game that I, yep, yep. that this franchise that I love is the Metal, is the Mega Man Battle Network series. Ah, <sighs> so good. That's um, what I'm saying, man. The library's nuts. Like, it's yeah. so good. Because... And I think you could put it in that category of Super Nintendo because it has most of the best Super Nintendo games. Golden Sun, that's what I was going to say. That's another one I need to yep. buy. I, I don't have gold. I've never played it. Everyone tells me I love it. I've never played it. Oh, yeah. That's definitely something that, that I feel like would be in your wheelhouse. Like, for right? the games that you like, like, you'd love mm-hmm. Golden Sun. Absolutely, um, man. But, yeah, like, the the, we, the Game Boy Advance library is fantastic. I, I love that people are starting to get, like, you know, you're seeing people slowly go back in time a bit in quarantine now. Yeah. Like, you know, people are buying into the stock market and, and, and hoarding and, you know, uh, like scumming out McDonald's to get Pokemon cards and stuff like that. I saw that today. It's so ridiculous. Truly insane. Wild stuff. So, like, we're definitely going back in time to the 90s. Like, even myself, I bought a 3DS, a uh, new 3DS, uh, a, new, a new 2DS, like the big, uh, like one of the ones with the big screens that doesn't have 3D. Um, like I bought one of those yeah. just to like go back and play like some of the, you know, these older games on the virtual console. 
and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So like definitely, you know, you see people starting to, you know, creep back into into nostalgia, you know, as we as we continue on into this thing. And uh mm-hmm. I'm here for it, man. Like I, I, I love these older games so much. Dude, me too, obviously, man. And I, I gotta say, like tactics is the only game I'm playing on my micro right now, but I am absolutely loving it everybody said like you love tactics you'll love advanced like it's it's different but it's so good and it's it's very close to the first one like the the combat satisfaction is there and everything and the story's like a little kind of like tactics is a regular tactics is very very serious and like complicated story uh in some ways and this is very like you know it's it's kind of dumbed down a little bit but that's fine too like i'm still enjoying it a lot so that's awesome man i love that stuff oh yeah dude great question i i love it and i'm having a great time like buying new uh skins for my my micro now and like uh outfitting it and like people make custom skins now that i'm buying on etsy it's very cool yeah like i I didn't mention much about the micro itself but like that's a console that like i always wanted to get but i couldn't warrant getting it because i already had a game in advance Mm -hmm. it's like um Ah, dude you know what it's so worth it though you know what it reminds me of it reminds me a lot of what the uh what the switch light is now compared to the switch you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's hard to justify that cost, but dude, I liked it because um, the SP was amazing, but the micro was so sleek and so easy to to bring places. Like you could sneak it in your pocket very easily, like pretty much anywhere. You know? Yeah, I saw the SP. Um... Like cutting down on the bulk was like the first big thing they did, going from the the advanced to the SP. Like I think the SP was such a brilliant system. It was perfect for what they needed. The backlight and being able to fold it was perfect. No, 100%. And I actually saw, I think it was, I, I want to say it was uh, Bobby Wasabi, uh, you know, mutual follow on Twitter. He said that the, the Game Boy Micro was like the last, re- real, the, the last real system that you could put in your pocket, if I read that correctly on Twitter. Um, something that I, I recall it. reading. Yeah, but like I, I, the system was always something that I, like, I've, I've seen in game stores. I've yeah. wanted one. I couldn't warrant getting one because I already had a Game Boy Advance SP. My mom would tell me we have Game Boy at home. You don't need yeah. one. Yeah, to, to be fair, like I, I think the SP is is brilliant. I've said it a couple times, but like I, I think the micro is very nice. But I think if you had an SP, I think that was a tough sell. Like I, I think that oh, was yeah. weird that they did both of them, even though they're both incredible systems. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and I, 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 uh, I looked online and stuff like that. So like you can. This, the console definitely still like sells for I'm sure what it went for new like back in like yeah. the mid 2000s, and it's tough to find one in good condition. Like it, it's hard. It's not easy because they they all get messed up like pretty easily. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy, man. And um, yeah, definitely you know do do your research, do do some due diligence. I've been surfing on on um a lot on eBay myself. Like I'm not much of a game collector mm-hmm. personally. I don't have that sort of like energy nor space to do so um yeah but like definitely you know whenever i i like think about like old systems that like i might want to pick up like i don't know like i i might want to pick up a wii because i don't know i might want to play some wii games again i don't you know you never know yeah it's nice yeah wii's are nice too because you can hack them and put like a game i played a lot of game boy games actually on my wii because i had like a a a hacked sd card or whatever that someone gave me um and i just had that's how i played minish cap actually which is an incredible game which i should probably collect actually at this point so yeah, no, I um I love Minish Cap. I've I've said multiple times, both on this podcast and on other mediums, that I'm a very fringe Zelda fan. Um, yeah, but every handheld I've only I've heard really that played about the hand- you. Yeah, <laughs> you've heard that, you've from heard yourself. A thing, yeah, <laughs> yes, a thing or two about me. But um, I've heard a thing or two about a thing or two. It's true. Yeah. Um. But I I I have played primarily like the handheld Zelda games, and I love every single mm-hmm. one that I played. Oh, they're uh, so Minish good. Minish Cap, obviously, being one of them. Um. 
But um, yeah, like I've also like I've had like a hankering to play like Super Paper Mario again, which is like one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, I I was just like, ah, oh, do I am I about to like shell out for a Wii just to, like to play this one game? And the answer yeah. is probably yes. So stay tuned for that <laughs> if you if you follow me. I've never uh, played, man. I definitely want to. Dude, listen. Let me let me just get on my Paper Mario soapbox real quick. Okay, the first everyone always says that Paper Mario is a two horse game. It's a three horse game. Super Paper Mario is amazing. It's yeah. de- it's definitely different. It's definitely different. You know, it's it's a, it's a side scrolling. You know, uh adventure game and stuff like that it's definitely very different than what thousand year door and the original game put out Mm -hmm. um but it it plays well the characters are great uh the story is the best story in a paper mario game um i stand by that i I stand by that i'll die on that hill i think two had a great story i think that one or two had kind of similar stories but like you know more or less the same but they they were good yeah no I'm, i'm definitely uh I definitely agree with you on that too, but the story in Super Paper Mario is great, and like, you know, we don't talk about Sicker Star and stuff like that. That that game's not great. Uh, I haven't played the one on the Wii U, which is a game that I I would like to play at some point mm-hmm. because I just played uh, Origami King was one of the games that I beat over summer break, and uh, I li- I liked I liked it a lot. I thought the game was fun. It had it had it had Moxie. It was it was a good game. Um, you know, it, it's. I say, I don't know how like true this statement is, if or if I'm just talking out of my ass, but like being a Paper Mario fan and being a Sonic fan feel kind of like hand in hand with each other. Where like, you know, people... yeah, but Paper Mario's good. You know? <laughs> That's what everybody says when I say that. <laughs> no, they are because you're right. They kind of peaked early, and now people have these big expectations for what they should be, and it, they can't quite hit the mark, even if they do come out with some pretty good games every once in a while. Yeah. I agree. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah, we're. I'm def. Uh, I'm definitely sharing the same spoon with the Paper Mario fans for sure, as a Sonic. Fan. <laughs> um, but you know, so we've been recording for. A, it's amazing how fast an hour flies by, and I feel like every time we talk to each other, like, like this, this, this stuff uh, happens. Yeah. Um, it does, man. I mean, we got to get another one of the books soon, dude. For sure. Soon, for, for sure. I'm gonna I didn't get to talk about. I'm in like we had to do record this early because I'm in a Pokemon draft league. I'm undefeated. Uh, we do like doubles battles where you can draft like different tiers of Pokemon, certain numbers, and rotate your week, your team like some things out every week. It's uh, very fun. I'm undefeated so far, and Sock is on my team, and I use them every week. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your your brand is your your brand is chaotic, but that's one of the many oh, things I love about chaotic. you. Yeah, it's all over um, the place. It's kind of like my personality. Though. It makes sense. <laughs> So, um, so obviously we're still trying to, you know, I'm still trying to work out the kinks and, and, uh, find ways to properly cover all the, the means of pop culture here on, on the podcast. And I think, and we're going to try something out here. Uh, you know, we're okay. near the end of the show, obviously. So this is a section I'm going to call recommended for you because, okay. uh, you know, whenever you're scrolling through any, whatever streaming service it is, whether it be, you know, Netflix, Hulu, or even on YouTube, you know, uh, they're constantly recommending things to you based on, you know, things that you've already watched before or, you know, they're trying to curate you to other content. So uh, before yeah. we get out of here, Haz, I want you to recommend uh, to me and the people listening, what is, yep. what's, what's, a, what's a piece of media that you've consumed? Okay. It could be it could be anything. It could be a show, a movie, a game you've played. So what's something that you really like that you would recommend other people uh, look into? You know, we already covered most of them is like kind of the lame thing. Like Sopranos, I think would be the number one easiest to do, but I think WandaVision get into it now because it's, it's what it's that water cooler show. I think it's so fun. And if you, I've been rewatching all the Marvel movies, which has been so fun to revisit and 
for the most part. Uh, most of the movies are pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, you know, one or two, not not the best, and you skip over those. So I think revisiting Marvel has been so fun, and I honestly think watching dude there's so much good shit out there like there just really is um yeah i think i'll I'll stick with that for my recommendation it's that all that stuff is good pick up an old school game system start playing through games like kyle said like games that you've always wanted to play through and never did tournaments are i know a lot of your smash viewers probably tournaments aren't coming back anytime soon enjoy the break enjoy playing games and spending your time the way that you want to instead of grinding you know certain matchups one weekend or not obviously do what you want to do with your time but that's what I've been doing, man. I've really just been enjoying my time away from the game a little bit in terms of Smash and just playing what I really want. And I've been enjoying myself a lot, man. It's been really good. So my recommendation is nothing really specific, but just treat yourself to something old that you always wanted to watch or play and enjoy it and then come back and, and continue on through the rest of this quarantine safely. No, I, I love that. And uh, I can definitely, like, second the WandaVision stuff. Um, yeah. I Over the summer, uh, I, I was going to bring that up earlier, but, like, that definitely brought back, like, the water cooler, like, type effect. Yeah. Especially because well, it, like, airs you... on Fridays, so, like, you have to wait till the weekend over, is over to talk about it with people. Well, we started watching it together, you know, with other friends that have a Disney Plus subscription. Um, and first it was just me, you, and my good buddy Joel. And then the group last week weirdly like doubled in size. Like it's just a ton of people <laughs> watching it because they want to either for a second, third, or first time. It's just, yeah, it's really fun. It's fun. Like they had a lot of fun making it. It's mysterious. Like it hit, it checks a lot of boxes for entertaining uh, media for sure. Oh, yeah. And like uh, I have a podcast lined up with my. Uh, with one of my friends, and I can't wait to like tear the show apart. Like once it's all finished, and like, damn, you gotta get me on that, bro. We watch every episode. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We're we're gonna we're yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a, a whole team of nerds together to talk about that oh, show boy. with. So you can you can look forward to that this in is, a couple of weeks. This is how the idea for the Avengers started. It was like, what if, what if Captain America, what if Thor, what if Hulk, what if they're all together? You know, like, and then <laughs> that's what we're gonna be. It's just not anything important like saving the world. That's yeah. <laughs> it's just about breaking each other's expensive houses in, in Los Angeles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I definitely recommend. Um, you know, I, th- I think my recommendation would also be. You know, uh, the Marvel stuff is is obviously right there. There's no better time to have a Disney Plus account than right now. Um, yes. You know, you have almost every Marvel movie there that you need. Sans the Spider Man films and the Incredible Hulk, but you're not missing much with the Incredible. The Spider Man films aren't on there. I thought they were. No, I I think they're still a Are joint. They only on Amazon. They're still a joint Sony property, so they're on Amazon. Um, okay, because I did watch the most recent one during quarantine, which I had missed in theaters, which I'm sad for because it was very good. It's a great movie. I love it a lot. Uh, I've been going back personally and watching uh, for no reason at all, but I went back and watched some of the X-Men movies, the ones that are on Disney+. Plus. I, I did too. I'm, uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I, the first one honestly kind of held up, in my it's opinion. It's so good, like, man. Like in a weird way. Yeah, Dude, like, and Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. It's, it's just the best casting of all time for any superhero, including Iron Man, including Captain America. I don't care. That's mm-hmm. That's the best superhero casting of all time. No, I um, I agree wholeheartedly, but like that's uh one of my recommendations. Um, anything else that I watched recently that I liked? Uh, I guess because it's like semi topical, like watch the Queen's Gambit. Like it, it's uh, oh yeah, that was great. I that, watched that, it like ten months ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it. It feels old news at this point, but the show only came out like a couple months ago. So really, it's crazy. Oh it feels God, like dude. it. They only came out like at like fall of last year. Maybe I'm j- maybe I just caught onto it late. I couldn't remember, but yeah. um, great show. Definitely, if you're into the competitive uh nature of anything yeah watch that but um that and the jordan doc those are the two that came yeah, out that and that's on like, netflix man. now too so mm-hmm. you can watch it but yes, yeah uh that is about all we, we we got here today so let me once again my friend let me thank you again for joining me 
uh, it was it, it was happening inevitably. I'm just gonna force all my yeah. friends at some point to be on this it podcast. Was, it was inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it definitely won't be the last time. So, yeah. uh, if there's right anything on. you want to plug, you know where the people can find you. Uh, let them know right now. And uh, yeah, let 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 the people nah, know nothing, where they can find you. Nothing to really plug, Koopa. I'm here to hang out with you, bro. We'll be doing more of these, and uh, yeah, it'll be a good time, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'll plug for him. You can follow him on Twitter at Hazmat Rules. Uh, you can follow him on Twitch at Hazmat Rules. Yep. And uh, you know, great content. He opens Pokemon cards. Uh, you know, you got the new packs come out this month. Pretty excited. Yeah. Pretty excited. If, if, if the McDon- if your truck doesn't get uh, burnt over by poachers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Koopa NJ, like New Jersey. Uh, follow the podcast at Cooped Up Pod. And of course, listen, ask us questions. You know, if you guys want feedback on something, if you want us to talk about something, you know, tweet yeah. at us, email us at coopeduppod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, just just uh, stay tuned, uh, stay safe, wear a mask, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, have yourselves a wonderful evening. Good night and take care. Yeah, we'll be seeing you. <laughs>